Welcome this week to The Catalyst. We're excited to have uh, Lonnie Schrader with us and to share his, uh, his testimony, share what God has, has done in his life. And, and we're excited to share that with you and to also encourage you in the midst of life and how you respond to difficulties and how you persevere with those difficulties moving into God's grace. So if you will, let's join together. Well, uh, I'm, I'm excited to uh, to have you uh, on the show today, uh, Lonnie, and uh, and uh, your story to to share with us and to encourage us in the midst of life. And you know, I think that right now we're all going through uh, this COVID situation, and and uh, you were supposed to speak this you know this uh, this spring to the students in person, but I think that this might be a a, a good way for us to. Uh, to reach uh, maybe even a wider audience with uh, a story of uh, what God has done, is doing, and how we find ourselves persevering uh, in the midst of life. And, and so, Lonnie, uh, appreciate you sharing your time and your effort and your energy and your story with us today. My pleasure. Uh, first of all, I want to tell you that uh, this isn't really a story about me, but it's a story about how... God has, uh, you know, worked through me and helped me uh, through a, a, a pretty difficult time in my life. Um, I'm just, um, I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you my story, Eric. If that was want. Yes, sir. Okay, so, uh, you know, I grew up. Uh, and there was never a, a time in my life that I didn't know I was a Christian, and um, uh, or I didn't know about Jesus, and I, I accepted Christ into my life. Uh, when I was a when I was a young kid, and you know, I I've been blessed to have a wonderful family. Um, you know, mom and dad they're just incredible and good Christians, and and so I've been blessed. Uh, you know, I lived all my life, uh, you know, just in a, in a in a great home. My dad was in the Air Force, and so we um, we traveled all over the you know we lived in a whole bunch of places. I've lived in in um, in Panama in Central America. Uh, and I've also, uh, I graduated from high school in uh, Anchorage, Alaska, and I've lived in a whole bunch of, of places in between. I've, mm. I've been, uh, I was always active, and, um, you know, I, I, you know I, I played football and basketball, I loved to fish, I was always, you know, doing something, but I, you know, I had plans for my life, mm. you know, and, and my plans were that, um, that I was going to, I was going to be in the in the military. You know, my uh, my dad was in the Air Force. He was a fighter pilot in the Air Force, and I, and I wanted to be in the in the Army. And uh, you know, I had a, a full ride, a scholarship uh, to Southern Miss. Wow. And uh, uh, you know, in ROTC, and I was you know I was you know had everything all you know all my plans I had planned out, and um, but I also had dreams, you know, and. Um, you know, uh, one of my dreams was that I, you know, I wanted to uh, uh, work out and, and walk on and play football. You know, I, I, I love football since the day I was a, you know, since since I was young. Um, it's just, you know, I just have a passion for it, and and, uh, and so that was that was my that was my dream that I wanted to come to Southern and and walk on and see if I could play football. Wow! Um, wow! So, uh, you know, I came uh, to Southern in, in, uh, in 1981, in August of 1981, and um, I, um, 
you know, I've been here for about a week and I met a lot, I've met a lot of people, made a lot of friends and, and, uh, you know, uh, one of the people that I met was, uh, was a girl named Charlotte Pizzerich and she was, uh, she was, uh, beautiful <laughs> and funny and, um, sassy and just, uh, one of those kind of people just, people just gravitated towards, wow. you know, she was just, a beautiful personality. Uh, yeah, she was just awesome. You know, it's one of the kind of people just want to be around. And, and uh, we had gone to a birthday party at, um, at, uh, for a friend the night before classes were about to start. And this was in, in August of 1981. At, and y'all probably know where this is. This is at uh, La Maison Apartments. It's over there by Pete Taylor Park. Okay. It's one of those set of apartments over there off of Fort Street, right next to Pete Taylor Park. Okay, yeah, yeah. And... And, um, you know, back then, um, you know, well, we were at the party, and it was about midnight, and I, I was going to walk Charlotte home. And I can remember leaving the apartment and, uh, you know, um, you know, walking by the pool, and, uh, I, you know, it, you know, I'm walking through the parking lot, the next thing I know, I'm, I'm laying face down mm. on the ground, and, um, mm. uh, I looked at my arm, and my arm had a big bump in it, and I, you know, I went to raise my arm mm. up, and, you know, part of my arm came up and part of my arm didn't, and I thought, wow, something's, you know, I, I, you know, I couldn't catch my breath, mm. you know, and, and um, so uh, I thought, well, I, I must have been in a car wreck, you know, all these thoughts are going through my head, I thought, I must have been in a car wreck, but I don't even remember getting in a car, Wow. you know, and, um, what happened was that somewhere as we were crossing 4th Street, and you gotta remember now 4th Street's five lanes. You know, back then it was just two lanes, dark, a lot of trees. It just looked a lot different than it was uh, back then. Yes, sir. Just and, right, uh, right there on the edge of campus. Mm. Right there. Mm. Yeah, right there next to campus. Crossed from the intramural fields. Y'all know where that is. Yes, sir. And um, um, so... Uh, Somebody, you know, that we've been hit uh, as we were crossing the street. Charlotte and I had been hit by a drunk driver, mm. and um, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's just all blank. I, you know, I've tried. I, you know, try to remember, but pretty much it was. Um, I don't know where we were on the street. If we're in the middle of the street, on I don't know. We got hit, and uh, the people at the party heard the impact of the car hitting us. Oh Somebody gosh. came out and found me, and like I said, I was laying face down on the ground, and uh, uh, when they found me, I was up underneath a parked car. That makes sense. I got, apparently I got thrown off to the side. The impact. Off. Wow. The impact, yeah, threw me off to the side, and I was up underneath a parked car. And when they found me, they, they saw, you know, my upper body laying face down, and then there were two feet on my back. And, and somebody thought that that was, there was somebody else stuck up underneath the car with me. Mm. But that was actually my leg. They were, they were still attached to me. Mm. But, um, uh, you know, my bones were shattered. And um, uh, so, you know, they, they called the ambulance. And, you know, I, honestly, to goodness, Eric, I can remember it like it was last night, seeing the, the blue lights and the, you know, the people and everybody, and, oh, you know, gosh. they pulled, 
pulled me out of the out of out from underneath, put mm. me in the ambulance, and took me to the hospital. It was a you know, you know, I remember just about everything about that. I remember the doctor. Uh, my 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 right arm, my left arm was broken in eight places. My right arm was, I mean, completely dislocated. Oh the doctor had to stand up on the bed and stick his foot in in, in my right arm pit and walk my arm around it. My arm in the oh, in shock, wow. and my, my ribs were broken. Uh, I had a punctured lung, and uh, oh my gosh! Uh, uh, and you know, worst of all, uh, my um, my legs were shattered, just absolutely shattered. And uh, so, you know, you know, just a miracle. Okay, it's just a miracle is that I. Um, no, there was no brain injuries. I mean, that was you know, pretty much mm. the extent of my injuries. It could have been so much worse. Can't, I can't even you imagine. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they, they estimated that the car was going between 50 and 70 miles an hour when it hit us. Wow. So, uh, so you know, I'm laying there, in the, you know, on the ground before they put me in the ambulance. I said, hey, I was with a girl. What, what happened to Charlotte? What happened to Charlotte? Where is Charlotte? I was with a girl, and nobody uh, nobody would say anything. I don't know if they knew. Mm. No one would tell me. They took me to the hospital. You know, I kept asking people, where is Charlotte? I was with a girl. Her name was Charlotte. Where is she? And um, nothing. So, uh, I, you know, uh, I go back into surgery, and my mom and dad get the call. They're all parents dread. You know, uh, you know Colonel Trader, you're... Your son has been in an accident, and, and we don't think he's going to make it. Mm. At the time, they were in Lawton, Oklahoma, which is about 12 hours away. They got in the truck, and they came. Wow. And so I'm going in and out of surgery, and, and uh, they, they, uh, one time I came out, and um, both of my legs were, um, I can't, it, it, were, were hanging, mm. and they were in this metal cage. Uh, with pins going into my leg to hold my, my hold my bone in place and to keep it still, so they can mm. to keep it still. That way they can work on the blood vessels and the and the nerves and the arteries and everything. And I'm thinking, man, this this is not good. And uh, and the whole time, you know, every time you know, in and out of surgery, every time someone come in my room, I would ask them about Charlotte. No one would say anything, and and. Uh, uh, it's just so surreal, you know. One time I opened my eyes, my dad's walking in the room, and mm. um, I said, "Dad, what what happened to Charlotte?" Mm. And he said, "Son, she's dead. She um, they found her uh, found her body at the entrance of Pete Taylor Park. Oh my gosh! Um, you know, a long ways away. And um, apparently, the guy that hit us went to uh, hit us." went to the end of 4th Street, came back, he found her first. Oh, man. And uh, he parked the car and got out. They found him out on the intramural field. He didn't even know about me until later. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, you know, so, you know, Charlotte's gone. Mm. And, um, uh, you know, I, I started... I get a. I started hating this guy. Mm. I mean, I. I hated him. So uh, uh, three days after, three days after the accident, 
Um, I get a, um, I get I, I develop gangrene in my left leg, and so they had to amputate my left leg three inches below the knee. Um, they thought they were going to be able to save my right leg. Seven days after I, I lost my left leg, oh my gosh. Uh, just everything broke down. They did everything they could. They just couldn't save it. So seven days after I lost my left leg, I lost my right leg seven inches below the what below the knee. Mm. So um, everything changed. They, uh, say again. Everything changed. Just like uh, in, in a in a flash of an eye, you know. So oh my gosh. They uh, they wheel me out of intensive care. I finally get out of intensive care. But I don't know, it was ten days, wow. two weeks, whatever it was. Wow. Laying on my laying on my bed, when I walk into my room, is my my honorable discharge from the army. You know, I get honorable discharge, mm. and uh, so I'm, I'm laying there. I, I, I distinctly remember, you know, pulling back the sheets and looking oh, for the first time, and my legs are gone. So, you know, my plans are are gone. My dreams are gone. Mm. Charlotte is most importantly, Charlotte is dead. Oh. And um, I, Eric, I, I, I can't even tell you the, the kind of the kind of hate that I have in, in my heart, mm. and um, I can't even explain it. But I, I will tell you this: it was killing me. Oh wow! Um, mm. So you know, like I told you, I, I, I've been a Christian since I was young, and and, and so I. I have this battle going on in my body, you know, inside of me. I got the, a physical battle where my body is working overtime trying to heal. Yes, sir. And it's a, it's amazing what your body can do. You know, uh, it was working so hard that I was like a radiator. I would radiate heat, you know, because my body was working so hard to heal. Wow. And then I had a spiritual battle going on also, you know, where I knew, I knew what I had to do. Mm. Was to forgive, mm. but I did. I felt like I didn't want to. I, I wanted to. I, it felt right, you know. I felt like I deserved to hate. It, it, it mm. felt like Justified. he deserved to be hated. I felt mm. like I, you know, really. I, I wanted him to be dead. I, you know, I wanted him dead. You know, and, and uh, how do you forgive him? Wow. So so I'm laying there in bed. And, you know, like I said, I got this battle going on inside of me. And uh, I had this little Irish priest. Kept, his name was Father Pat O'Shaughnessy. And he, he, he'd come into my room every day and just kind of stand there and never really say anything. And one day, I, and, you know, I'll tell you this now, looking back, I know without a doubt that the Holy Spirit was ministering, ministering mm. to me from the instant that I was here. And, mm. and working with me, and, and uh, I looked at Father Pat, and uh, I said, "Father Pat, uh, you know Fred. Fred was the guy that hit us." And he said, "Yes." And I said, "Well, tell him that I forgive him, and God loves him." And wow, wow! Now, like I told you, the Holy Spirit was was ministering. Mm. That wasn't me, and I'm not claiming any of that. I I know. Because I, I know for a fact that we can't forgive that way. Wow. You know, uh, I just, and, and so, you know, so Father Pat and I talked, 
try to do this. I'm all I can't do it. I'm just gonna give it to you. I'm just and I literally just held up my hands and I said, I'm just turning this over to you. Lonnie, and, uh, Lonnie, how did that feel when you? Uh, yeah, well, okay, exactly how I felt that the Bible talks about a, a peace that passes all understanding. That's what I got that instant. Wow. I, got, I can't explain it, but I got a, a peace. And I've had that for, I don't know how many years it's been now, 81, 38 years. Um, I've had that piece. Now, I'm not saying that it's been easy. No, sir. But um, uh, God is taking care of me in so many ways. You know, I, um, I left Forest General. I went to Oklahoma where my mom and dad were. I spent some time there. Uh, I got uh, I got my first pair of legs in, in, uh, in April. Uh, I, I wore them out in two, two months, got another pair of legs in, in, a, in a year. By the grace of God, I was back at Southern. Um, Unbelievable. You know, I, I, I um, graduated. I, 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 I graduated on Friday uh, of nineteen in, in May of nineteen eighty seven. Got married on Saturday. I, I have uh, four beautiful children and a wonderful wife. Um, I, uh, I was able to. Uh, Get a, uh, you know, I was able to get a job coaching football. You know, I, I, I coached football for uh, 32 years. This is the first year I haven't uh, coached football. Um, I just had to give it up. I'm getting, I'm getting old. It's too hard on my leg. <laughs> yes, sir. But, uh, I, but I've, been, I've been able to do what I love to do. You know, God is God has blessed me in so many ways. And all I can tell you is I, I really... There was nothing that I, I, I did, you know, it was, it was like God uh, provided for me every time I thought, it, thought oh, I need something, God has provided it for me. Mm. And um, I've just been so blessed in so many ways, you know, I've just, um, it's, been a, it's been a miracle. Mm. And so... The, the priest that, that came to visit you, uh, uh-huh. have you stayed in touch with him, or did you? I for... sure have. I sure have. We, uh, we, we talked quite a bit, actually. Mm. You know, I, I can only imagine his, uh, his presence there in the room with you as you were going through that internal battle. And... Cause that that's a that's a battle. I could I could just see that back and forth. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, it was real. Believe me, it was real. And um, you know, uh, I'm just you know. First of all, I was blessed to have such a wonderful family. My mom and dad were so supportive, and you know, and and uh, I just you know, there's really nothing that I've done. I just uh, you know, I allowed uh, God to take take control and he has shown me how good and faithful he can be and he has been more than faithful mm. over and over and over again mm. Mm. and and so in a, in a blink of an eye everything everything, everything. You, were, you were going one direction in life and, and 
you know, it wasn't anything that Lonnie did or, or Charlotte. No. It was no. completely out of your control. And, yeah. and now, uh, how you respond or responded to, um, that night also, um, redirected your entire life. Uh, I, Absolutely, it's a choice. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm by the world standards, I'm uh, damaged goods. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but you know, I, I just uh, I've chose I've chosen to uh, to, to trust God, and uh, I can tell you that um, that He is, like I said, He has been more more than faithful and. You know, I got a one of my favorite book, Bible verses is Second uh, Corinthians twelve nine. You know, it talks about you know Paul's talking about a thorn in his side and and how uh, he pleaded with God to take it away and and, and God said uh, you know no, nope. said my grace is sufficient for you mm. for my strength is perfected in weakness and uh, uh, I can tell you uh, God's grace has been more than sufficient. You know for everything that I've needed in my life. Mm. Mm. And, you know, I think about uh, that vulnerability that you you displayed and, uh, and that vulnerability of just saying that those simple words, but yet so powerful and so life-altering for you and then also for Fred. Uh, you know, is there something that you can encourage others to what does it look like to have that vulnerable heart uh, in life and living out, uh, walk with Jesus, having that vulnerable heart and letting him uh, work through us? Is there something you can encourage us with? Well, uh, all of us have, you know, Paul talks about a thorn. He doesn't really say what that thorn is. You know, he just says that uh, it's a thorn. And it, you can take that and, and fill in the blank. We all have weakness. We all have vulnerabilities. We all have things in our life that, that you know don't that aren't working. It might be uh, you know, mine's physical. One of mine, I have more than one, but one of mine is one of mine is physical. It uh, it could be it could be relational. Mm. It could be financial. Mm. It could be uh, it could be an addiction. Uh, you know, uh, still in the blank. We all have weaknesses. All of us, and. Um, you know, God takes those weaknesses, and if, if you will allow it, you know, and it was, like I said, it was nothing that I did, but if you will allow him, he will work through you mm. and, and use those weaknesses and, and, and so that other people can see his glory. And I, mm. sorry, mm. I hope that when other people see me, they see God's power and grace. Mm. Because it's not, like I said, it's not me, Eric. It's not. Yes, sir. I mean, you know, it, it's it's God working for me. Every every morning when I, when I wake up and I sit on the edge of my bed and I put my legs on, and I say, God, I can't do this. I'm alone. You know, God, I, I have to have your power straight. You know, this world is crazy. It's a crazy place, mm. you know, and crazy things happen. Look, look at what's happening right now. Right now. We're in the midst you know, of it. But, yeah, we're right in the middle of it. But, you know, God never promised that, that, that 
bad things were going to happen, but what he did promise is that he'll never leave us. Mm. And he'll always be with us mm. when those bad things happen. And if you allow him to work through you, he will, uh, you know, he will, you know, show everybody his, he will use you to show everybody his power and strength. Mm. You know, I, I think, you know, especially as you're uh, sharing with us and, and bringing us up to, to how you uh, just ushered those words in, you were being, I just view it as a, a conduit, a channel, uh, yeah. a, a door, you know, you were allowing right. something to move through you into someone else. And, and uh, yeah, I think that's what I just continue, continually hear is if we can, it's almost as if we can step aside and and let right. let God step through and, and usher in, right. uh, you know. And I, I think, and especially in the midst of this, I can only imagine, Lonnie. Uh, and I know, I know your heart. I can only imagine those that you have been allowed the opportunity to help as well. And uh, and and you know, you move from where you were to living a life of coaching and and mentoring and. And uh, I can only imagine those, you know, those young women and young men that, that look to you and, and you were able to speak that word uh, and be that example uh, that, that helped them as they navigate this world and really responding to this world. And, you know, you responded that day out of faith uh, and you have, if you will, been an example for others what it means to be faith in the midst of something just not right and uh and i i just want to tell you thank you thank you for being oh there. thank you uh, well, it's it's been a blessing all my all my life to be able to be, be a small part of kids lives and you know like i said i i hope uh that uh you know just you know seeing how i you know seeing how i deal with things every day lets them know that um you know they're uh you know we're all, all of us are broken. Mm. All of us are broken. Mm. You know, in one way or another, we're all broken. And, and, and um, you know, if you just trust and have faith that, that God's going to, you know, help you through those times, you know. Mm. Mm. So, uh, in terms of perseverance, are, have there been things that you have done or you do that are consistent in your life to help you uh, persevere through life, uh, knowing that we live in this world that is so cruel and just you know chaotic, and as we know right now, just uncontrollable. Uh, are there things that you do to help nurture uh, perseverance and moving forward? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I am not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a, I don't know, I, you know, I'm, I'm just as flawed as the next guy, but uh, when, you know, times like this or, or times, you know, sometimes God just sets me down and, and tells me, uh, I got to talk to you. I run, I run to his word. Mm. You know, I, I, I try to, uh, you know, when, when, if you ever know anybody with artificial legs, you're going to have issues. You know what I mean? And sometimes I have to get off my legs and I have to sit. And sometimes I have to sit for, you know, a week 
sometimes it's longer than that. I've had times where I've been off my leg for a month, you know, I've had to have surgery and things like that because it's just part of it, you know, and, and uh, I always take those times the times where God says, all right, I need to talk to you. Sit down and listen. And uh, I, I just love his word. It's, his word is uh, such a comfort and a peace mm. to me. And, and uh, I just uh, I just hang on to it. And like I said, I'm not, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm just like everybody else. Yes, sir. You know, um, I, I do think that it's important. It's vitally important that you um, you have a, uh, a group of people believers that you um, can uh, get together with and talk, mm. you know, and, and, and get into work together and, and uh, you know, uh, mentor each other and, and hold each other accountable and all those things. I mean, this this uh, this Christian thing is not meant to do alone. Mm. It's meant to do it in a group, mm. and, and, you know, and, and uh, that's rich. I mean, just, just look at Jesus. I mean, he had a, he had a group. Of, of very, you know, you know, had a, a, a big, huge group following him, but he had a little small group, and even in that group, he had a smaller group of people that were really, really close with him that he was able to, you know, confide in and, and talk to. And I, I just think that's so important, even if it's just one person that uh, can be a, you know, just a, a, a prayer partner and a, somebody that so that you can hold each other accountable. It's just, it's so, so powerful. Hmm. When you can do that, it's, it's important. Um, surround yourself with with people that love the Lord. And I'm not saying you know completely you know a, avoid people that don't know God. That's that's not the that's not the it's not what we're called to do. But surround your people with people, yourself with people that'll that'll lift you up and build you up, and so that you can go out in the world and and, and, and you know do what, what God called us to do. That is, you know, and especially community, uh, that's something that is is continually over and over again. Uh, and, and especially right now with what we're walking through, uh, we, we, we're, we're detached, but yet we have to find new ways to be attached to each other. Right, right. And, and this is kind of forcing us to find new ways. Mm. You know, like you the I, the, the, the what do you call this thing? A podcast? And, yeah. And things like that. Just finding other ways to reach other people is, is you know, you know, it's, I think this is part of the, you know, the, what God wants us to do. Yeah, yeah, and, and being creative. Uh, and uh, I think the one thing that I hear from the students is, uh, you know, I can't be there uh, and physically, how can I be there? How can we be present? You know, what it is. What, it, what what is it that we can use to connect with each other and um, right. and to encourage each other and I think it's so true exactly what you said we're we're individually going to struggle with something or uh, yeah. or many things uh, but oh, yeah. how do we do that together and leaning on the person to our left as the person to our right leans on us and no doubt and no doubt that's that a lot of that humility uh, but also just a lot of that love that we each need. Uh, so, Lonnie, I, I, I thank you uh, for your for your um, sharing of your story, you know, sharing how your story fits into definitely God's greater story. 
and, uh, and, and we all find ourselves walking in his redemptive grace together. Uh, and uh, that is just a, a beautiful picture of what it means to extend grace and what then, as we provide that space, others experience it as well. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for letting me uh, share. Well, you be a, a blessing to someone else as you continue your day. And thank you for, thank you for your time today. Thank you for listening to this week's Catalyst. Go ahead and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And the next step is to click subscribe on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And a huge thanks to Josh Ingram for producing the Catalyst. We look forward to joining with you next week in conversation. And until then, be a catalyst of God's grace for someone else.